0: From the from, um, Let's find out if anyone's <laughs> I, don't, I don't kill you. What would I do I mean, with this is from another galaxy? Hello everyone. Thanks for listening. This is Empty Ramp Presents, the last page with Jesse, episode 9, where we will be reviewing all the comics for the month of May. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. In episode 9, we will be discussing and reviewing DC Comics Convergence by Jeff King along with Marvel titles such as Spider-Man No. 4 by Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez, Silk No. 3 by Robbie Thompson and Stacey Lee, Ms. Marvel 15 by J. Will Wilson and Takeshi Maezawa, Thorn No. 8 by Jason Aaron and Russell Dodderman, Secret Wars 1 and 2 by Jonathan Hickman and Isad Rubik along with Free Comic Book Days issue 0 and Battleworld Ultimate End by Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. As well as some independent books like Spawn 252 by Paul Jenkins and John Boy, Witches No. 6 by Scott Snyder and Jock, and closing with Divinity 4 by Matt Kent and Trevor Hairsine from Valiant Comics. So DC Comics has been extremely busy with their recent relocation from New York where they've spent the last 80 years, now calling Burbank, California their home. The reason for the move is unclear, but DC Entertainment is taking advantage of their Convergence story arc by Jeff King and art by various artists, breaking away from its current, ongoing titles while they transition. Speaking of Convergence, I gave up at issue 5. Red read Free Comic Book Days Divergence issue, and I stare at issue 6 every Wednesday in my pool box contemplating if I want to take it home or not. I thought it was getting easier to comprehend, but I was wrong. It is far too developed for me to get caught up, and it involves too many characters I'm ashamed to admit I'm not familiar with. This is definitely a story arc better left purchased as a trade, where you can read the entire story from beginning to end collectively without breaks that make it difficult to recall certain elements in the weeks prior issue. I'll most likely sell the issues 1 through 5 that I have and hold out for the graphic novel later this year. I didn't pick up any tie-ins to Convergence, with the exception of Free Comic Book Day's Divergence, which provided us with a glimpse into the future of Gotham City without the Batman. As you know, Bruce Wayne aka The Batman perished alongside the Joker in Batman issue 40. With the city left behind in desperate need of a hero, who other to take up the mantle of Gotham City than its own Commissioner Jim Gordon? Batman issue 41 debuts with a new Batman, which comes out June 10th, and will remain written by Scott Snyder and art by Greg Capullo with a variant cover by Sean Murphy, whom I've never been fond of. Unfortunately, this is the extent of my DC pulls for the month of May, and as you can tell, I'm pretty disappointed. I really hope to pick up some new DC titles, and I'm sure I will after the reboot. I'm most interested in picking up new titles like The Flash and The Swamp Thing, which neither appear to be rebooting, though. Moving on to my mar- Marvel titles for the month of May, starting with Spider Gwen number four, where we get to see a l- some more character development and shed a few tears as we hear Aunt May describe her late nephew Peter Parker and his affection for the vigilante known as Spider Woman, aka Gwen Stacy. Gwen is constantly battling this inner guilt with Parker's death and how much more difficult could it be while discussing his death with his aunt and uncle who were like parents to him. Which, not only do they not know she is Spider Woman, but the same Spider Woman also responsible for his accidental death. We are still only touching on the death of Parker, so unless there was a tie in that I missed, it's, un- it's still unclear how he died. But if this mirrors the main Marvel Universe of Earth 610, where Peter was responsible for Gwen's death, then we can safely assume it was uh, from a severed spine from- of webbing uh, that Gwen threw herself in an attempt to save his life. In this issue, we also get to see the Mary Janes reunited and the return of Lieutenant Frank Castle after his punishing run with the Vulture. It's still odd seeing the late Uncle Ben gracing the pages of a spider book alive and well, but that's exactly what alternate universes are for, and this current creative team is writing and illustrating it well. Speaking of Spider-Women, Silk No. 3 by Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez came out in May. And although Cindy Moon is a lovely character, I've just slowly been losing interest in this book. I know, I know, it's only three issues in, you've not given it a chance. Don't get me wrong, I liked where it was headed, it's just not a book I found myself desperately waiting for each month. And because of that, along with the very digital and animated style of art I'm not fond of, I've decided Silk Number 3 will be my last. It's a highly suggested book to new readers, and those looking for a strong female lead as they, as she definitely holds her own. Who knows? Who knows? I may get back into it later, but when it comes to budgeting, this wasn't a book high on the list. The next Marvel title is not one I see dropping anytime soon, much less ever. Miss <music> Marvel number 15 by G Willow Wilson and art by Takishi Miyazawa ends the three-part story arc called Crushed. Here we see Kamala making strides to break away from her goody-two-shoes lifestyle and bend the rules a little when she meets a gentleman by the name of Cameron, who turns out to be an Inhuman as well. But he's anything but a gentleman. When he kidnaps Kamala and takes her to New Adelan, where his boss's lineage attempts to persuade her into joining the team, desperate for help Kamala reaches out to her friend Bruno, who stops at nothing to get to her and together they escape. This was a fun issue and the last we will see of Kamala before Secret Wars commences. And if you picked up the all-new Avengers comic on Free Comic Book Day, we can obviously see where Kamala ends up in the future, as a new member of the most diverse Avengers team ever assembled. This issue also took place between Inhumans 14 and the Inhuman Annual, which I'm currently not reading, but desperate for an Inhuman title. I recently picked up Uncanny Inhumans, which was discussed in Episode 8. And one of the last ongoing titles I picked up was none other than Thor No. 8 by Jason Aaron and art by Russell Dotterman. This issue, titled The Woman Beneath the Mask, finally reveals who has been wielding Mjolnir since Original Sin left Thor Odinson unworthy. As Odin and brother K- Cold set out to destroy this young lady, a few females who Odinson predicted were the new Thor came to the aid of this new hero, like his sister Angela, Mother Freya, Lady Sif, and many others like Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, and even Spider Woman. Odin's son himself came to, the, to defend the new Thor, taking on the Destroyer once again, only this time without one by his side. After Thor's mother Freya defeats the Destroyer sent by her husband Odin, both Thors remain on Earth to discuss her identity. Just when he thinks he's figured it out, the assumed new Thor shows up revealing that Agent Ross Solomon is not the new Thor. Although that prediction would have been too easy, I knew they had to have something up their sleeves. But I had no clue the new Thor was none other than Jane Foster herself. Only revealed to readers and not Odinson himself. We realize that Jane Foster, the Jane Foster we saw on her deathbed in Asgard is in fact the same Thor we've seen gracing in the past 8 pages of this new title. Not only that, but we realize what's killing Jane is ironically the power possessed by Mjolnir and that her alter ego of Thor is shortening her life span somehow. This too is also the last of this story arc before Secret Wars, only time will reveal how Odinson will react to Jane wielding his hammer, when he finds out, and we still do not know what Nick Fury whispered into Thor's ears that instantly made him unworthy almost a year ago. As you can tell, most of my Marvel titles are female-led comics, and that was not intentionally, but I'm not complaining. We recently had a discussion about minorities in comic books including females where I provided many of these titles as examples. Feel free to check out Empty Rant episode 36 for more on women and minorities in comics. The last few titles I've read from Marvel are all from Marvel's current event Secret Wars. This includes Free Comic Book Days Secret War Zero along with issues 1 and 2 from May plus Secret Wars Battleworld Ultimate End Number 1, the tie in which was not only which was the only tie-ins I opted to buy for this Marvelous event. It is either extremely coincidental or competitively strategic that we are seeing both major publishers DC and Marvel reboot their titles and comics and universes simultaneously. Nonetheless, I'm already favoring Marvel's Secret Wars event much more than DC's Convergence event. This event just seems more cohesive and transitions much easier throughout each title free comic book days issue zero was our introduction into the battle between the main and ultimate universe if you've been reading recent marvel titles especially hickman's avengers and new avengers runs since the marvel now launch you had to have seen this something epic was coming our way and it is hickman takes the liberty of destroying not one but two worlds these are earth 616 which is the main marvel universe most familiar with most are familiar with and at times incorporates its uh, marvel cinematic universe into and the ultimate universe of earth 1610 which we have yet to see incarnated on screen. Be warned, this isn't similar to the original Secret War storyline, and keep in mind even though worlds have been colliding in the Marvel Universe for years now, this story is still very original and unpredictable, which is why I'm enjoying it so much. I'm going to refrain from reviewing and spoiling these issues on the basis that this event is still ongoing and I'd prefer to discuss it when it's complete. I will say a few things about this event such as it it doesn't serve as a jumping on point for new readers and it will be most beneficial to start pulling new titles after this event is concluded. Some titles are coming to an end due to to this event and if you haven't been reading lead ups uh, and prior titles you may not understand how this event uh, came to be simply by picking up these issues. I'll be honest I stopped pulling Avengers and New Avengers and Uncanny Avengers late last year. So I'm not completely up to speed, but my familiarity with the universe, ultimate universe, helps me in my comprehension of this event when you pit the ultimate universe with the main universe uh, from Marvel that I'm more familiar with. Issue 1 delivers an epic intro and first issue with surprisingly multiple deaths right off the bat and very, uh, very few survivors of the, uh, either world. I can tell Marvel's doing this arc the right way because very seldomly am I interested in tie-ins and Secret Wars definitely has me interested in its tie-ins that I usually opt out of. Moving on to my indie titles for the month of May, first up from Image Comics is Spawn 252 by Paul Jenkins and art by John Boy. This issue was okay. To be honest, I dozed off the first time I was reading it. Not that I was bored, but it didn't keep me awake either. Although uneventful, it did have its upsides. We learned that the symbiotic suit Spawn is known for um, is made up from none other than the souls of his victims uh, from his former life as Al Simmons. The innocent ones that were killed while Al, com- Al completed orders on missions and he w- while he was instructed to do so. They've haunted him for so long and now he knows why. This revelation along with the message from God herself and the government finally has tabs on their long lost soldier. I'm really hoping this story picks up as the art is great but I'm still getting used to the minor aesthetic changes. Moving on to a much more climactic story. Witches number 6 concluded its chapter 1 as most of us believe. Witches published by Image Comics, written by Batman Scott Snyder and art by Jock was truly epic. This book usually makes its way to the top of the reading pile at my house and issue six confirms why. Following the Rooks family after its relocation to the woods of Litchfield, New Hampshire, Charlie finally finds uh, his pledged daughter Sailor and issue six follows their escape and reveals to us who exactly pledged sailed to the witches and why. An epic conclusion to the first arc, I'm tempted to read it again before I put it away in the long box and it's that good. This is one of the few books I take the time to read closing content such as writers and artist notes and letters from fans, but I find myself doing so every issue of Witches because it slowly reels to you how the story came to be and how impactful it's been to its readers. I didn't expect a comic book in this minimal genre of horror titles to actually be frightening and this is one that is definitely keeping me, uh, making me keep the lights on at night. Aside from its obvious scare tactics, other elements of the book make uh, make reality all too frightening itself. This book exposes some of the worst fears I and other parents worry about constantly losing their children, whether it be physically or mental, mentally, to death or disease, or just in the grocery store. It's all just as horrifying and this book details that very real fear as a parent I hope to never experience. And the last book I read for the month of May is Valiant's closing title to its divinity. Divinity number 4 by Matt Kent and um, art by Trevor Hairsine was truly out of this world and just the kind of conclusion to the story I really loved. As I've said before, sci-fi titles are hard to impress me, but this one definitely didn't let me down. Although much was left unexplained, I'm sure in due time it will be, especially with the recent announcement by Valiant of Divinity Part 2 hitting shelves this fall. I found the conclusion of number 4 in this 4-part miniseries extremely similar to the recent film I watched called Interstellar. I also found it eerily coincidental that I happened to read and watch both the same weekend. The concept of time and relativity and how it is infinite in the stretches of space and we see this even more so when Abram Adams returns after spending decades in space only returned to earth with time bending abilities in hopes to see his long lost love and the child he bore that he never met. This story and, its, uh, and his encounters with the Valiant Superhero Team equivalent to the Avengers or JLA are subtly foreshadowing the ever-changing Valiant universe, and I couldn't be happier than to watch this publishing company develop into the midst of its uh, film debuts. I expect good things from Valiant Comic Books. Boston. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of The Last Page. As mentioned before, this is now a monthly podcast, but I will be trying to squeeze in some mini-episodes throughout the month, hopefully with some guests, so look out for that. Visit our website at EmptyRant.com, visit me on Twitter at lastpage_comics, underscore Comics, or email us any questions, suggestions, or feedback at LastPageComics at gmail.com. And as always, you can find me on Instagram. My personal handle is at Woodard, W-O-O-D-A-R-D, underscore, Bird, B-I-R-D, where I'm most active, of course, our parent podcast has a number of other weekly shows you should check out, like Beer Me 3, a wonderful podcast about beer sampling and discussions, our bi-weekly group rant, where we discuss whatever is on our mind every other week, with many other surprise shows in between to keep you entertained. Special shout out to the awesome local band called Dozer TX, who provided intro and background music. They recently released the best EP of all time, self-titled Sabotage. These guys are awesome and have been working on this for a long time. I'm super proud of these guys and how far they've come. If you live in Texas or Oklahoma, they have a couple of shows lined up this month and I hope to catch them in San Angelo next week at EIS. Give them a listen and download their EP today. Until next time, I appreciate you guys listening. June is already off to an expensive and overwhelming start. Secret Wars and its tie-ins are killing me in my wallet, as I'm sure most of you are experiencing the same thing. If you're interested in being a guest on future episodes, please reach out to me. Thanks for listening. This is The Last Page with Jesse, signing out.